With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are not good. What? We are not good, Chef. No? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. We need another corner! Why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hogg, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how, how you doing? Um, Coach Dicker versus the Hurricane, who would win? Dicker, Dicker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Dicker. Here they are. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns. Sorry, let me correct that. Fishbane and Johns. I was even the nice guy and put your name first. Kev, what's going on? You know, the Bears lose one game and uh, Hogan's already given up. He was at some big tailgate thing or something today in the city. Some watch party. I don't know where. I didn't get the invite. Something that CHGO had going on in the uh, city. But Kevin and I are in our hotel rooms in the Marriott LAX. A lot of Bears fans drinking away at the bar down. <laughs> drinking away uh, at the bar downstairs. Another Bears loss. Kev, I don't even know where you want to begin with this one. Um, I, sorry, let's, let's start this over. Read our stuff at theathletic.com. Our columns will be up there soon, depending when you're listening to this. Um, I wrote about the defense. Kevin wrote about a little bit. Wrote about a little bit of everything. I would say a little bit of uh, everything, a little bit of everything. Um, you know why, Johns? What? Because it's, pro- it's all a problem. It's all a problem. Everything is a problem. Where do you want to begin? Like, I almost want to ignore the quarterback for just like 10 minutes if we can. And maybe talk about the other quarterback and what the Bears did or didn't do well against him because Justin Herbert was outstanding tonight against the Bears. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start because, and that's kind of what, I mean, you and I both touched on this in our stories. Your focus was the pass rush, right? Like, this wasn't Brian Hoyer. This wasn't a Kirk Cousins without Justin Jefferson on the road. This wasn't Sam Howell. Like, this is Justin Herbert. I know he hasn't been great this season, but he's still just, like, you know what he's capable of, right? He's got a body of evidence. We've all seen what he can do. And, to beat him, you had to either pressure him or really mix up your looks. And they did not pressure him. I thought his receivers had, you know, way too much space. And then Austin Eckler just killed them in the screen game. And, and that was something that they also had to be aware of. So, you know, that was one of the points I made in my column is just that, like, you know, these teams go into the prep weeks and they say, we can't let them do this. We can't let them do that. Right. The Bears had to be sitting there saying, well, we can't let Austin Eckler get off in the screen game. We can't let Keenan Allen be a weapon for them on third down. And we can't let Justin Herbert go 21 for 25 in the first half. Like, those have to be the goals. And the Chargers checked off all three of them. He completed his first 15 
passes, correct? Yep. It looked too easy. Too easy. And, and I'm not surprised because I know the Bears have the worst or one of the worst pass rushes in the league. But I was admittedly surprised a little bit. The Bears I mean, look, defense has been playing well. Maddie Bufus yep. is dialing up more pressure. Like they, I thought they were trending in the right direction. This was a couple steps backward. You know, they got punched in the mouth. And, and I was, I mean, I, I think a lot of us either, I don't think everybody expected a closer game. And I think a lot, like when I was looking at this matchup, I'm thinking these Chargers, like they just don't play up to their talent. And they play these wacky, close games. And I thought if this was going to be a wacky, close game, John Z, I actually thought the Bears were going to win. Because if it was going to be back and forth, or a really ugly, muck-it-up game, I figured the Bears fans would get into it, the special teams would be on the Bears' side, and maybe they'd find a way to win, and maybe the Chargers just, it's just ain't their year. Well, the Chargers came out and was like, hey, we've got Justin Herbert, we've got Keenan Allen, we've got Austin Eckler, we've got Joey Bosa, we've got Khalil Mack, we're good. And you guys can't stop any of those guys. You can't star, contain them. Star power. Yeah. And, and so, well, I don't think the star with- pass... Go ahead. Well, I was say it starts with Herbert because as you as you can say, like the the Bosa and Mac dominated the first drive, and that was really it. I mean, otherwise, Bajan got the ball out quick. We'll we'll get to him in the offense. I know in a minute, but to me, I think Herbert's a story because it's emblematic of what the Bears don't have at quarterback and really have never had, and it's emblematic of the way that the defense, its number one weakness, has been the pass rush. In his past three games, this is before the Bears game tonight, he has had passer ratings of 68.6, 84.0, and 72.7. He lost two of those games. He was sacked five times against the Chiefs, and he's thrown four interceptions in the past three games. Tonight, Kevin, tonight, 31 for 40, 298 yards, three touchdowns, a long of 39 yards, 122.7 pass rating. At halftime, halftime, let me get these. I had this in my column. He was 21 of 25, 212, three touchdowns, 104.6 pass rating. Like those are numbers. Those are numbers that Bears quarterbacks dream of for the entire game. And he had that in the first half. He was never uncomfortable, barely broke with sweat. Use any cliche you want. It was an easy night for Justin Herbert. And I know the screen game helped. I know that. But you know what? Third down, he stood back there all day, and he was able to go through like every single read and back and forth to get that third down, to get those conversions, to move those chains, to hold on to the ball. And obviously, they dominated the first half. Well, I think also that, that last play of the first half was just, uh, you know, totally summed up the first half, right? Where, like, just just don't let them, you know, get to the end zone, and you're going to hold them to three points. And the throw to the tight end, and Tyreek Stevenson's can't bring him down. And first of all, like, I mean, it was an easy pitch and catch. It was too easy. Because uh, still, even if Stevenson got him down, I mean... Like the guy's got a size advantage over Stevenson and he broke that tackle and got into the end zone. Um, TJ Edwards missed a tackle on Austin Eckler's uh, touchdown on the screen. Second half, there was a big play where there were three missed tackles. I counted, uh, and, you know, that's just like 
bad teams do things like that. And like the Bears just like, yeah, they played well the last three weeks. I don't want to take away from what the defense did the last three weeks. Yes, the opponents haven't been there, but they've like they've played really well. Um, and and tonight they weren't able to do it. And the, that was the problem because you you dig yourself that hole. And like you want to you want to talk about Bajan? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Because what I was going to say is like when the defense digs that hole, like the Bears just never have an offense that can that can do that. Like what well, I, I said before the game, you cannot go shot for shot with Herbert. If he's rolling, they're no. just not built to do that. To your point about having like a crazy game, like you saw some of that, like come into fruition in a sense where Valus Jones jr. Slips and drops. Like even when he slips, the ball hits him right in the chest and he could, could catch it. Yep. I mean, nine times out of 10, Darnell Mooney's making that catch. He is Tyler Scott. Even. He's making that catch. This is just Valus Jones Jr. This is who we know him to be. But you thought that a crazy game was coming. The Bears answer at 17 to 7. It's not out of out of hand. That was a what? 14 play, 75 yard scoring drive that lasted over seven minutes for Tyson Bader. A good drive. But then it was just so easy for them. So easy for them. Second and 10, 11 yards completions. First and 10, Justin Herbert. 12-yard completion. You know, it's just first and five. 23-yard run. A 23-yard, uh, I think this was a screen play to Austin Eckler. I'm looking at the play-by-play here. Play by play here. Like, there's no negative plays. There's just not. The first splash play came, I think, T.J. Edwards to the TFL. I don't remember when it was. It was, like, the first time anybody made, like, a like a defensive impact made a play. play. Yeah. Like they like every the Chargers had a couple three yard runs I want to say in the first half and everything else was more and also Herbert completed all his passes so you know what's funny should here's here you go you want to get you got want to get wild here John Z because one a.m. one a.m. Uh, Chicago time I can't I can barely speak and it's eleven p.m. here should Darrington Evans have gone down at like the three yard line instead of scoring the touchdown oh. Take some time off the clock. Take some time off the clock. Count on your offense to score. <laughs> no. <laughs> My answer to that is no, just score because you don't know what's going to happen. You're, you're the Bears. The defense was still good against the run. 15 care or 25 carries, 55, 54 yards for the Chargers, but they couldn't stop Herbert. They couldn't stop the screen game. Tackling was bad. Just bad. Just bad. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is a pass rusher. You've spent a lot of money to try to fix it. Lots of money. Your $10 million pass rusher should not be missing on this defensive page. I'll, I'll show it to you if you're watching on YouTube. Where is it? Where's the camera? Am I doing it right? Can you see that? There's yeah, the Bears defensive stats. Mm-hmm. We get it up closer to the camera. If you're watching on YouTube, I am showing you the game book which is all the final statistics according to the press box. Guys, the press box, statisticians, Unique Ngakwe is not on there. You know, you know who had more tackles than him? Darnell Mooney and Taylor Scott. I was going to say, I saw those guys on there. Um, I, you know, it's funny, John's the, the defensive end I noticed the most tonight was Khalid Kareem. Walker had, Demarcus Walker had uh he did. I could. I could think of two pressures he had. Maybe one quarterback hit. 
But Khalid Kareem was probably the one I, I spotted the most. Yeah. Here's my thing about pressure. I've had this rant in other podcasts before. Like pressures are fine, but quarterbacks are built to handle pressure. You got to hit them. Need contact. Like they practice to handle pressure where they slide their feet, reset, throw the ball, scramble a bit. Pressures are fine. I want contact. I want the quarterback on the ground. I think Matt Eberflus is, is, is he's exasperated in trying to explain his lack of a pass rush. He's dialing up blitzes for Kyler Gordon, TJ Edwards. It's all he could do. Let me ask you a question. Uh, when is Javon Dexter, like, when should he be making more of an impact? He had a nice game against Washington, but even his defensive line coach, Travis Smith, kind of joked that, like, well, yeah, Washington threw it 40 times in the second half. So every single snap, Dexter knew exactly what he was doing. Justin Herbert threw 40 times. I Again, the screen I just, game changed that, but. Yeah, I just think that, like, again, I think Dexter could be a really good player. I don't want to, this to come off as, like, a slight on him. But when you're talking about where's the help coming from from the D-line, like, it's, you know, at this point in the season, like, are we still being like, well, let's give him some more time to develop. Let's give him some time to acclimate. Or, or are we at the point now where, like, you need him to start making some of these plays because he's he's the only guy up there, John Z. That's like you can say, hey, he's supposed to be a part of this thing for the next five years. Like he's that guy. He and Zach Pickens. So shouldn't they be in there more? Shouldn't they be making more plays? Should we start being? I don't know. Should I, I? I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready to start being more critical of them. You can maybe even be critical of management for like putting themselves in this situation where you're asking for more from those guys. But, like, that's your kind of, and I know you touched on this in your column, like, you know, aside from whatever they decide to do at quarterback, like, need number one, whether you're talking about the trade deadline on Tuesday or the draft or free agency, is pass rusher. The Bears have 10 sacks in eight games. It's not good. No. It's not good. You want to talk about the quarterback now? Secret. Can you sing that? I don't think you could sing that. Uh, no, I don't. I can't carry a tune. He's all. I, I thought he was okay. I, I still look at him through the lens that he's an undrafted rookie out of Division Two Shepherd. I, look, well, I think about <laughs> I how nothing's going to change that for. Listen, the inexperience is still there. Think about how many primetime losses we have covered, where it has spiraled out of control, and we've seen a quarterback throw interception after interception, strip sack. Like that wasn't tonight. Like I, I thought, you know, like we've seen way worse. I, I think interception number one from quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round. Correct. Uh, interception number one is a problem. Like that was bad. Um, and the rest of the game he's playing from behind. And you know, look, one sack all game. I think if we're going to, if we're going to critique Justin Fields for all the sacks he takes, I think it's worth pointing out that Bajan only took one tonight on the first drive of the game. Uh, so, like, you know, on that touchdown drive in the first half, he made some absolute money throws uh, on third down. Uh, so I thought that was impressive. But, like, ultimately, like, you needed the only, like, you needed Justin Herbert to come back from that deficit that Justin Herbert put you in. And the Bears don't have Justin Herbert. And I made this point, too. I think Justin Fields, 
so let's talk. Should we talk about my conversation with Cleo Mac because I'm really yeah. proud of it. I was really excited that Cleo remembered me. Made me feel good about myself. You never know if these guys know you or like notice you or something. And he remembered me. So we had a nice little chat. Very brief. But he I asked him about Bajan. And I will read it to you. He said, you could tell the clock in his head was running today. He was getting the ball out pretty quick. He did some good things for them down the stretch. I know he's going to be a special player, but I'm glad number one wasn't out there tonight. Now, I think we I think Khalil loves Justin Fields like they were teammates for a year. Um, and I don't know how much different this game would look with for, with Fields because we've seen Justin Fields when the defense doesn't play well. We've seen what happened. It's like there's like he's not he's not making these Herculean 17 point comebacks either. So like that's not again, I'm not trying to like pick on Fields. I'm not trying to make this a Bajan is better than Fields and Fields wouldn't be I just think it's just like neither one is built for the type of comeback that you needed against this team. Like does Justin Fields maybe have a higher ceiling of the type of plays he can make? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um but you know, maybe things are also different because maybe he's running around more and holding on the ball too a lot, like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I just like again, it comes down to like the Bears don't have a Justin Herbert. Well, I think every defense's worst nightmare is that mobile quarterback who could break contain and just continuously pick up yardage. But we haven't seen that Justin Fields come come out this season, have have, have we? Uh, no. I mean, no. He, like. It's funny because we have seen him be as great as he's ever been as a passer in the Denver and Washington games. Um, but teams have taken the run away. So I know I think I think Bajent, like I I think I wrote this that he didn't do anything like out of the ordinary in terms of he didn't create a quarterback controversy by doing anything great. And he didn't put himself in a situation where you're like, oh, God, I never want to see this guy at quarterback again. No, it wasn't brutal. Um, no, no, no. Some moments were actually pretty good. Like, he had two throws in that scoring drive. The first down to DJ Moore for 18 yards. And that's a heck of a throw. My favorite throw is the one after the Valus Jones Jr. miss, where he came back, what was it, third, third and eight? Yep, I know what you're talking about. And threw a strike, a laser. To Cole Clement for ten yards could, in the first down, and Bajan like he put his hands in, in his there's face in his hands. He was bummed about that play, and then to just boom come right back and and make that throw says a lot about him against his defense. What's your evaluation of that throw that that deep shot to uh, Bayless? I'm not getting on him for being. If we're gonna rip him for having a weak arm, like I get that that might have been slightly underthrown, but that ball was there. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a catchable. There ball. is more That's, than enough space that has to be made by the receiver. That's yeah. not on the quarterback whatsoever. Hey, by the way, Valus stumbled in his attempt to come back for the ball. Still, almost caught it. Like. We can say one little thing about the fact that Valus is able to create that kind of separation. That in all that time, I mean, that's why they ran that play for him. But look, the first play of the game to Darnell Mooney, that shows you what Beja can do. The ball's I mean, there. It, it, it's almost funny. It's almost like it's like we heard what you guys all said about 
him and all you know worried that he can't make throw a hail mary and all that stuff so let's show you what he can do so here's the f in cannon <laughs> yeah he did it yeah it's not perfect but i thought he showed some velocity on those two third down passes i just talked about the 18 yarder to more the 10 yarder to commit you continue to get the ball out quick i think there's room for growth there's no quarterback controversy here in my opinion um i'm even willing to say that bajant looks better than like, well, you said it, he looks better than other backups we've seen in our 12 plus seasons covering this team. Right. Like the the low bar, but yeah, I'll always remember. I did a story in 2014 where I talked to Craig Krenzel, Chad Hutchinson and Jonathan Quinn about the Oh four season. And none of them played a snap again after that season. And I remember Chad Hutchinson said to me, he said, Sometimes you get exposed, and we got exposed. Tyson Bajan is not getting exposed. Like you can tell right away, this guy can play. Like he, like he could probably be in the league as a backup for a long time with some spot starts here and there. And who knows? Maybe he'll develop into a starter somewhere. You know like maybe with the right situation, he gets storylines that never seem to end about Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's, po- it's possible. Today. <laughs> but I do think that there's something to be said about like you, you know, you can tell with these guys pretty quickly, and I think that like you could tell that this guy. He belongs. I mean, it's still, I think it's still a good story. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, like he was, he was fine tonight, but he also, as, as we said, he wasn't, he wasn't awful. You know why I know he belongs? Like, if you look at the list of quarterbacks that played today, not just started, but the ones who came in in injury situations, like, oh, Tyson Bajan might be better than some of these guys. Like, one of the guys, Tyra Taylor. You know, like not Tyra Taylor, but PJ Walker. Yep, both guy, those guys played today. Well, we already know he's better than TJ, PJ Walker. Beat yes. him out. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and then like you know that that turns us to this upcoming week because here you have a situation where you're on the road again. You're facing a Saints team that just had a big win today. I know you guys are going to talk about this later this week. You know, the Saints have a very good defense and they have a quarterback where, guess what? If you don't pressure Derek Carr, Derek Carr is going to look like Justin Herbert. You know, we like we saw that with Jordan Love. Look what Jordan Love's done since week one. So, you know, it it, it could be <laughs> like next Sunday. I mean, should it look like this? Because I don't think the Saints have as many. But look, they've got Kamara. We know what he can do. So they got Chris Olave. They have guys there. So if the Bears they have you know, play, if they play a similar game, it's going to be a similar outcome. Um, did we get too far ahead of ourselves? In like, I thought the Bears would be more competitive today. Um, I didn't pick them to win like somebody. Okay, I just felt <laughs> like I try. I let all the picks come in. And then, you gotta stop doing that, man. I know, I know. I actually hadn't done it yet this year, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is the time to do it because the Chargers just play these weird games, and like, maybe this will be another wacky one. Like, if you're not familiar with how we do our picks, Kevin, right? I compile them and put yes. them in the mailbag. I get from Johns, from John Greenberg, from Dan Pompey, and the opposing beat writer this week, Daniel Popper, does a very nice job covering the Chargers. Everybody picked the Chargers, and look. There have been other times this year that everyone's picked the one side, and I've stayed on that side as well. And I was like, you know what? 
Why not? Let's get a little crazy. Yeah, I was 4-0 picking games to start the year, and I'm 0-4 since. Really? Well, I picked um, the Bears. I picked we, against the like, Bears all for first four weeks. I, I'm standing by my philosophy now. Is is it, it's difficult to pick the Bears? It, it, it just is. I do think there are some good things going on. The run defense is working. Jalen Johnson's playing well. DJ Moore is DJ Moore, even though he was only targeted once in the second half today. I, I'm guessing when we watch the tape, I'm guessing that we're going to see the offensive line did all right tonight. Uh, outside you had the penalties were bad. Lucas Patrick had a couple in a row. Couple Cody obviously did not, not look good. great on that uh, Bosa sack on the Joey first Bosa drive. will do that to players, but yes. But you know there were a few runs on that scoring drive. Like you could see, I'm guessing it looked okay. I'm guessing it didn't look that bad. And you might get Braxton Jones back next week. Whether they that big. Dante Foreman run called back for what illegal hands to the face by Lucas Patrick. Yep. Yep. Tyson Bajan's final numbers 27 for 30, 25, 37, 232, one sack, two interceptions. Uh, that one to DJ Moore wasn't an overthrow to Darnell Mooney. We should talk about this for a little bit. It was a miscommunication with DJ Moore. Like yeah. he thought he was stopping. DJ Moore continued. He threw the ball. Um, Tyson Bajan accepted the blame. He wanted the blame. He hit, he said he had to get to his next progression on that. Darnell Mooney might have been it. Mooney looked open. But that's th- those miscues happen. They do. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm looking up a stat here, so keep uh, keep filibustering. Keep talking. You want stats? Cole Komet, 10 for 10. 10 targets, yeah, 10 receptions. You know, it was funny. He didn't have a single catch last week. I got something for you. Okay. So I told you how the Bears are on a six-game Sunday night losing streak, right? Seven games now. 
Um, here are the quarterback numbers in those previous six losses. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Did you need me to say yes? Oh, yes, I'm ready for these hoping. bad stats. Go ahead. Kind of hoping for it. Okay. Uh, 2019, week 11 in LA. Mitch Trubisky, 24 for 43. One touchdown, one interception, 190 yards passing, pass rate 65.1. Later that season, week 16, back at Soldier Field, 26-3 loss to the Chiefs, 18 for 34, 157 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 65.4. The next season, Mitch again, this time in Green Bay, 26 for 46, three touchdown passes. I think that was the game where it was like a, no, was that the game where it was like a crazy first half where they were like, he was throwing all these touchdowns and then he had the two picks. I'm thinking of another game. Um, anyways, pass range 74.7. Next year, first game of the season at LA, Andy Dalton, 27 38, 206 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 72.9. Later that year, Bears at Packers. This was the one where the Bears had an amazing first half. 18 for 33, Justin Fields. 224 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 70.8. And then week two last year at Green Bay, Justin Fields, seven for 11. Uh, 70 yards, 43.8 passer rating. What's that Michael Scott line? Or he, what does he say to Kevin? He's got the Toby line. Like, why are you the way that you are? Damn it, Kevin. Damn it, Kevin. Damn it, Kevin. Um, before Sorry we get out of here. Do that, but like the, the point, I'm just again, it's a like I don't want to like create these low expectations, low bar, but I think it's okay to have a fair bar and fair expectations for an undrafted rookie from a division two school in his first ever road start on prime time. Like he was fine. We've seen much worse. You know, I was thinking of Tyrod Taylor. He suffered that uh gruesome rib injury today. Did you see that? I missed that. He's spending the night in the hospital. Oh, good. Goodness. Not good. Not good. A lot of backup quarterbacks playing. Kirk Cousins, my guy. Uh, That's such a bummer. He's hurt. Who's going to play for them? Who came in for them? Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, be ready for a Monday night football Thanksgiving, capping off Thanksgiving weekend, ESPN, ABC, Bears, Vikings. What if it's Tyson Bajant, Nick Mullins? Oh, boy. It's probably going to be Justin Fields with Nick Mullins. But yeah. Before we get out of here, do you want to talk about the officials real quick? Uh, like, here's my, I'm, I'm trying to come up I with I tell my- you what, John Z, it's, it's hard enough to beat the Chargers when they've got 11 players on the field, but it was like playing against 15 when you think about the Zebras and the way they were just calling the plays against the Bears. I wonder how much those guys get paid. Early whistle, Darnell Mooney. Early whistle. Cole Komet. Early-ish whistle with, for Cole Komet. Like, like, here's my thought on this. is Yes, it does seem like an inordinate amount of calls go against the Bears. But, like, here's my theory why. It's because the good things for the Bears are just so few. Yep. That when you have so few, and when those few are ruined, when some of those few are ruined by the officials, it just stands out more. If the Bears produce more good things, maybe the officials are less of a storyline. 
That's my yeah. theory. That's my hypothesis. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think, look, like, breaks come to good teams. Like, it's just, you know, you, you, you like, what's the line? You'd rather be lucky than good sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, the what's Bears the other don't... line? Good teams make their own luck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I also thought that the P.I. on Tyreek Stevenson... Oh, I didn't we like both we talked about that. And you know what? I think that was a really quick whistle. That was like a the refs knew the way Tyreek Stevenson plays, saw contact and just immediately threw the flag. And if you watch the replay, I thought it was like hand fighting on both sides. Yeah. I thought he played it pretty well. Played it tough, played it physical, don't get me wrong. Like in today's NFL that does get called, but I I thought that was a quick a quick heave of the flag on him. They don't work in their favor tonight. The officiating. But I feel like that's a frequent storyline when the Bears have a whole list of other problems that come out in the game. Should we go to bed? Hey, uh, Bears uh, second half defense held the Chargers six points. Yeah, it's fine. Kevin, thank you for filling in for Adam Hogue. I don't know what he did tonight. I'm sure he's sleeping in Chicago. It is now 1.22 Chicago time. I could barely speak. Um, you know what Hogue's doing? Hogue's drawing up a punt where he's going to have the personal <laughs> protector next to the punter, like Travis Homer was lined up tonight. For yeah, that did, one punt. Ha- did you see yeah. what happened to Travis Homer on that play? Then he got leveled. That was strange. It's weird. Very strange. Um, that is going to be a question from Adam Hogue, I'm sh- sh- sure enough, at the press conference on Thursday. Coach Hogue. Coach Hogue. He does call him coach. He does. He does. He does. Kevin, any final thoughts? That's what Adam asks. He asks me that all the time. Um, Bears are two and six. Panthers are got their first win of the season, right? I think the Cardinals have that first spot right now. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a couple of good weeks. I think people want to, you want to go spend your week doing some draft talk draft watch you just threw on like a thick chicago accent there for like no reason it's late it is late all right read our stuff on theathletic.com he's got a stuff got a column on basically everything i went after the pass rush or lack thereof kevin i asked a question what's my question like is it if something doesn't exist is it really bad yes it is gotcha all right That's it. Um, Talk to you guys on Tuesday. See ya. Nothing's off the table. Nothing is on the table right now.